Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Hi, I'm Brett Adkins, and I'm a producer at Fox 9 in the Twin Cities, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Today's topic is putting your gifts into motion. When I was a little girl of four years old, I remember sitting next to my daddy on a big old oak pew at church in the middle of southwest Iowa. In front of the church sat a large upright oak piano, and the woman who played it fascinated me. I have no recollection at all about her face, as I only remember her big beehive hairdo and her hands reaching all octaves of the piano's keyboard. In my little four-year-old brain, I thought she was fabulous. I remember a specific Sunday where I sat close to Dad, looking up at him in admiration as he sat next to me in his dark suit, wearing a great old brown tie. And my mother on the other side sat there with her beautiful red-haired beehive hairdo, wearing a dark green wool dress. The preacher had just finished some emphatic gesture while he spoke loudly, encouraging us to tell others about the love of God. When we got to the car, I said to my daddy, that's what I want to do when I grow up. What? My dad questioned. I want to play the piano and be a pastor. There it was, a God-given desire of my heart to be what I was supposed to be, my best version of myself, using the gifts I possessed to do what God wanted. As time went by, God orchestrated all of my gifts throughout the years to be utilized and polished. And I'm telling you, as strange as it sounds, they continued to take me on that same trail that I had the desires of a little four-year-old's heart. I sang at church. I sang in school. I became the woman behind the piano. I just didn't have the big beehive hairdo. I wrote stories and I interviewed others. I spoke anywhere I could. And in my early 20s, I began to work for the radio, singing jingles and doing voiceover work. Then I became a worship director, playing the piano and leading others. I told everyone I could about Jesus. When I went through a bad divorce and the church told me I could no longer have that job, I was hired by an amazing pastor named Greg, and I moved with my girls to Elk River, Minnesota. My gifts would still be used by God and I continued my journey as a worship director. Becoming a leader there meant that I could observe those in my congregation and see where their God-given gifts were. I'd study them, and I'd see if I could find a place where I could utilize anything for worship land, whether it was in my dramas or my readings or my music. On one day that's so not that long ago, well, it's a little bit blurry, I remembered meeting a very young boy. He was a twin. His name was Brett. He was kind and gregarious. He wasn't shy, but he was confident, and his mama believed in him. The next thing I knew, I put him on stage in a drama, and after that, I watched Brett flourish and grow and get better. Week after week, he was portrayed in some drama or another and served with me, and he was outstanding. His skills amazed me. He became a standard character to write into my dramas. I loved this young boy and his mother and his family. I was so thankful for them. God had orchestrated his gifts, leadership, 
in front of others, teamwork with others, no fear, just communication. They were all in this young boy. And then he grew up and he became a news reporter and then a producer for Fox 9 News in Minneapolis. And here he is today on my show. Can you believe it? Life is funny, isn't it? God knew all along the gifts that he gave me as a child. God knew all along the gifts that he gave Brett as a child. And Brett grew up, and I grew up, and and now we're using these same talents and gifts for a greater purpose. Now, listeners, think about this. Have you ever thought about your gifts, what you wanted to do as a little child? Are you doing them? Are you using them? Is, Is the desire of your heart something that you've obtained? You're walking out today? Well, think about it. Today on Your Best, I want to introduce you to the same fabulous young man from my story, who's now a grown man, Brett Atkins. Brett is a news producer at Fox 9 in the Twin Cities, and not only does he produce the show, but he also chooses stories that air, writes scripts for anchors, and creates graphics for the news show. Brett, welcome to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, and I'm so proud of you. I already told Brett, listeners, that I was going to be kind of a fill-in mom for him today and just keep telling him how great he's doing and how proud I am. Brett, first things first, I told the listeners all about you earlier in this radio episode, and I told them how we met at Christ Lutheran in Elk River, Minnesota, how your mom and her friend Natalie thought you'd be great for some of my dramas. Looking back at those years and your God-given gifts, did you ever think you'd end up in front of the camera on the news, and not only doing that, but producing a TV show? (laughs) Well, I don't know at that time if I knew um, if I was really going to be on camera or behind the scenes in TV, but really um, acting on stage and doing what I did with you really kind of opened the door and kind of got me to step outside my box. So I was able to kind of explore uh, different fields. I went into theater in high school as well. So um, I just I knew I wanted to um, be creative and do things that kind of would make an impact. So that is kind of where I ended up after I knew I kind of wanted to go into it after high school and um, went for communication and journalism in college. And then I kind of snuck my way into TV and then behind the scenes in TV as well. It's so neat. As you look back over your younger formative years growing up in Elk River, what are some of those avenues that you feel like God utilized your gifts that you're using today? Um, I feel like, you know, um, the avenues really I took were just to be close with my family and to be close with the friends we had created, and then also to grow up um, with a church that really kind of um, kind of changed my life in a way, too, as, as far as um, the values it taught me and the people who were there as well. So um, I really um, kind of learn to have my family as my backbone and um you know there were a lot of, there have been a lot of hurdles um with this it's a very competitive uh, field that i work in as well and a lot of hurdles as far as um schooling too so i just the avenues that um really i took were was an avenue of faith and an avenue of family and that. that kind of has really That's, helped me yeah. um throughout my journey in my education and in my career as well So 
being able to do this job in life, you've got to have some of the gifts that I saw in you as a little young child. And that's leadership and creativity and your ability to present in front of viewers. So I think back of those days that you were in a drama and I would put some kids in there and, you know, I'd have to like talk them out of throwing up. You know, you were just like ready to go. You were always prepared. And I loved that about you because you were really responsible, even just as a, as a young person. I know that that was part of your upbringing with your mom and dad as well, but you were really good with things. And I know that that was leadership that I saw in you and discipline. You know, how do you feel like that grew in your life as you, you know, got to be able to do this job? Because you have to have really great leadership to be able to produce a, a TV show. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, kind of going back to what I had said earlier as far as thinking outside of the box and stepping outside of my comfort zone. And that is really um, what I've had to do within uh, with this, in this career because it is leading a newsroom. It is leading, um, you know, a, a full live uh, one-hour show. So it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, I've... I've been able to kind of lead that path through uh, through leadership through my through my family and um, you know and and kind of just not being uh, not being afraid because sometimes I am afraid and sometimes that that sparks you know um, you know some creativity some uh, some. I'm, I'm kind of able to kind of, you know, think outside the box and get outside my comfort zone a little bit. So being afraid isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time. Right, but then also exactly. having that, um, you know, that faith in, the, in that family to mm-hmm. kind of lean back on when, um, you know, I'm, uncertainty comes in in the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, there are things that, you know, I run into every day where I'm, you know, questioning whether or not to put a story in the newscast or how we're going to go about mm-hmm. telling someone's story. And really, you know, it, it just goes back to, you know, my gut feeling. And um, I think that goes back to <laughs> the way I I was on, on the stage with you as well and, and going under your direction as well, um, because that's one of the things that you know, it was kind of a fear, a little bit of stage fright here and there. But, sure. you know, it's also that adrenaline rush that you get. Exactly. Um, and exactly. that way uh, you can kind of push forward and persevere um, through a lot of those obstacles that I face every day. That's so great. Let's talk about the news, Brett. As a newscaster, a news producer, we see a lot of negativity in the world today. So bad things mm-hmm. are happening to good people. How do you and your news team work to present good things? things in life and not just the bad because I love it when you guys you know are are doing both how do you how do you do the balance there you know it's really one of those things where um you know you you really have to find the good in the world and unfortunately you know there's there's just as much good as there is bad but it really is sometimes unfortunately gets covered up by all of the bad things that are happening and we you know, we really try to reach out. Um, we constantly take, you know, story ideas and constantly are filtering through different emails and phone calls and social media posts and um, Caring Bridge websites um, or GoFundMe pages. And a lot of those stories, you know, are coming with, you know, some sort of hook that can relate to a lot of people. And, you know, 
there are so many bad things um, that are constantly kind of bringing people down. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to watch the news because it is just a lot of bad, sad things that are happening. But we, you know, try and try again to bring at least, you know, uh, you know, three or four or five stories um, within the newscast, especially just like a half an hour. Try to get those um, stories that make someone feel good because when they turn on the TV, you know, they do want the hard-hitting facts, but they also want someone's story that could impact them in a way as far as if someone's battling, um, you know, cancer and getting through it and overcoming that or just seeing how the community comes together for, you know, someone who just, you know, got in a serious accident or even just how someone is, you know, a little little kid is raising money um, for, you know, a good cause. So Mm -hmm. those are the stories that we really truly love to tell. We can't wait to tell those and then it's hard to you know have to cover the um the sad and um bad stories as well because as journalists we have to kind of separate ourselves um when covering you know either an attack or um you know a bad car accident you know it's hard to you as much as you as a good person want to relate to it um if i related to every single story i was writing um, it would truly bring me bring me down every day so it's really nice to actually be able to cover a good story with a happy ending because it makes me feel better um, when I when I finish my day as well. That's wonderful. So the other night, Dean and I were tuned into Fox 9 and you were on the show Enough Said. Was that at nighttime, Brett, or was that morning? It was night, right? It was nighttime. I yep, love it. It was, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so fun to see you in action. And in this role, you had to help keep the other staff on task and moving through various topics. How difficult is this? Tell the listeners, and how do you feel like this is maybe a learned skill because you were just great at it. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I was um, kind of thrown into that role. Um, I, I've uh, been the producer for that show for a good year now. And um, there's an executive producer I also work with, and she usually takes the on-camera portion of it. And uh, she ended up getting sick um, and then was out for the next couple weeks. And so I filled in to her position. And I was a little nervous because I really hadn't been on TV um, all that much. Uh, I was on it for a little while when I was kind of um, in college and just out of college here and there. But I've been behind the scenes for a good four or five years. And so when I had that ability or when I had that chance to jump in front of the camera, I didn't really know how I, how I was going to react. And uh, it just kind of was um, one of those things where I was, uh, where it brought me back to the days I was in drama. I kind of just flipped the switch. The adrenaline started flowing. And um, then I had the, it was introducing these topics to Dan Barrero and Justin Gard. And then they would debate it. And I was kind of acting, I would kind of act as their moderator to kind of keep them moving because we really only have, you see a half an hour show, but we really only have about 20 minutes with commercial breaks. So it's one of those things where, you know, I, uh, I had the chance to, you know, jump in front of the camera and uh, I've done it a few times and it's a lot of fun. You were so good, and I was so excited to see you. I was just <laughs> jumping, and I thought, hey, it's him. So looking <laughs> looking back at your past and now at what you're doing for a living, what's one thing that you've seen as a gift from God that you've been able to hone in on and make better throughout the years? 
So think about all of the things that you do, the tasks at your job. What's one thing that you think you've been able to hone in on and, and improve on? You know, I think that would have to go back to uh, my creativity. Um, it's one of those things where um, it's my ability to, I think a lot of producers can get into that rut of every day and doing the same um, kind of format of the show. And, and and I've been able to kind of think outside the box and, hey, how are we going to do things differently or how are we going to showcase this story in a different way today that will grab our viewers' attention? And sometimes, you know, I find myself having one of those days where it's like, you know, I, I don't know how I how I can really, you know, make this different or how I can really write this differently. But that's one thing I've been able to improve on throughout the years, too, and especially as I gain experience um, and have re- um, have access to all of these resources in at our station here at Fox 9. Um, it's, it's probably in um, creativity um, is what is probably the best way to fit that that answer. That's so such a great answer, Brett. And I think it's very, very true. I, I loved the fact that you chose that because I think you really do have to be creative in putting pieces together that people see. Um, you know, I do it all the time with our conferences, with our magazine, mm-hmm. with the radio show. People, you know, don't think because they're seeing that end produced product and they think, mm-hmm. OK, this is great. <laughs> but they have no idea all of the work that it takes to get that. And you're doing that day after day, you know, with your life. So, Brett, one of the things about news, because I write for the newspaper and I also have my own radio show, is that I know that media can sometimes slant things a direction. And right now, you know, we've got a lot of trouble with all the politics. I think most everybody I know is like, oh, good grief. You know, we've got two candidates that like to fight. Um, Mm -hmm. So how does your station go about not maybe slanting, but being more balanced? How do you guys feel like you're doing with media in that direction? Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, that is one of those things where it is, um, a hurdle that we we have to go through every day, but also, you know, it is our job to be fair and balanced. And a lot of people associate Fox 9 with, you know, the Fox News Channel, which we're the, the local Fox affiliate, so we're not necessarily associated with Fox News itself. But um, but how we go about something like that every day in, in achieving for balance and fairness is that we have to go into every day with an open mind. And um, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I have one side of the story here. And then you have to go digging for the other side. Um, and as much as that is, you know, sometimes hard to do um, and hard to see where they're coming from, it is something we have to think about our viewers sitting at home where it's like, okay, they're, they're only, you know, they only have 15, 20 minutes of their day to get what they need, and that is to make their decision. So we have to get both sides to them as they're sitting at home in their living room or if they're making, you know, something in their kitchen and have it on them in the background. Right. We have to make sure that, you know, it's a if you get one side of the story as far as, you know, especially in this election uh, cycle, you know, it's a it's a soundbite with you know the Republicans, and it's a soundbite with the Democrats, and what what each party is doing. Um, and really, I mean, with all of the the fighting back and forth, just like you said, 
sometimes it's hard to actually focus on, you know, the issues at hand. And that's what, um, and that's, you know, sometimes the hard part about um, reporting these uh, political stories right now, because, I mean, you want to get to the issues, and sometimes that's not always covered, you know, by the candidates at each of their rallies, too. So so, that is one thing that's hard and difficult for us um, and a challenge we face every day. Mm. Um, But, you know, it's it's, uh, what we, it's our mission to be fair and to be balanced and um, and that's what we hope to achieve by the end of the newscast. Good. So one of the questions that I want to know is how long does it take you to produce your show? And then I also want to know what's your favorite aspect of the whole job. So, <laughs> um, Let's see. I get in um, at 1.30 in the afternoon for my typical shift. We have a, um, a meeting um, with our reporters and anchors that lasts probably about a half an hour because that's when we decide which stories they're going to go out and report. And then I get back to my desk around 2 o'clock and uh, uh, basically produce the show all the way up until deadline, which is 9 o'clock when we, we have to go on the air. And that doesn't mean I'm done. That means I go back into the booth and I time out the show from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I'm the person in um, the anchor's ears telling them to constantly rap. But um, it is so it, it takes probably a good six seven hours to actually write and and produce and create the graphics for a one-hour newscast. Wow. And that same goes for a six, uh, a six o'clock half-hour newscast, okay. too. We, we take just about as much time to do that as well. So um, probably the, answering your second part of the question, probably the um, most exciting and the most fun um, part of my job is uh, the graphics aspect and the, and the stuff that I can do with our set um, at Fox 9. We have what we call a kiosk where we can play video and sound with the anchor standing by a huge screen, or we have a back runway, which is the huge wall you see um, behind the anchors if they're at the anchor desk. They don't normally have to sit at the anchor desk. You can move them to the couch. You can move them to the wall where you can play video or sound. And that is one thing that I love doing as a producer um, is having all of those resources that I can move the anchors and and create a set that I want a viewer to see on TV. But I also love, you know, working with the reporters who are out in the field. Um, I'm in constant contact throughout my seven, eight-hour producing shift um, with each of their stories, and those are constantly changing, whether they're falling through whether um, they're turning into something more than we thought. Um, that is one thing that I, I kind of love. It's something new every day. Um, I'm not going into work doing the same thing over and over. In a way, I am, but in a way, it's something, it's a story that I have never heard of um, that I get to follow through to the end. So that's uh, probably my couple most favorite parts of my job as well. So, Brett, I am so excited that you were here with me today on the show, and I am so very proud of you and who you are and how you're using your gifts. And listeners, as we've been talking about putting your gifts into motion, I just want you to know that Brett is a living, breathing example of what it's like to have God give you gifts. And even as a small child, you're starting to see that. You're starting to grow into that. Sometimes it takes us a while for us to understand what it is that we've got and what we're going to do with it. 
But when it falls into place and we get to use those gifts and utilize our talents, what an incredible blessing it is for others. So, Brett, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so thankful for you and so happy you were here and just loved watching you, um, seeing what you did as a young boy on the stage of our church for drama and now seeing you behind the camera where everybody else is seeing you. So thanks so much for being on the show. I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's truly been a pleasure to know you over the years, and it's really, um, you've been an amazing inspiration to in my life, too. So thank you. Listeners, maybe today you're looking at those desires you had as a small child. You know, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and now you've thought about it, and you're looking at your own gifts and wondering how God will ever match them up to what you're doing with your life. Well, let's take a minute while we're thinking about that, and let's listen to this song by Phil Joel. You know, he was formerly with the Newsboys. He went off on a solo career, and I just think he's amazing. This song especially means so much to me. It's called Author of Life. Listen to the words. Things aren't exactly what I thought they would be. I won't pretend disappointment's never free. The sky's on fire. Feels like the sky's on fire.
friends, pray about your gifts. See how you're going to utilize them and follow through with them. Continue to help others recognize and discover their gifts as well. And once you do, you'll be amazed at what God does with them. And eventually, over the years, you'll see them growing right in front of your eyes, maybe even showing up on Fox News. Let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, help us to search for our talents and gifts and begin to understand how we can use them for the good of service to others. I pray that as we encourage others in using their gifts, that we will see your hand working in their lives. Help us to follow your path and your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, please log on to iTunes and give us a great review. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. If you missed last week's show, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes at Kathy Weckworth, Your Best. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Be-